0: Some of you may know that Steve and I have three daughters, and recently it struck me that by this time next year, one of them will have graduated from university, one will be married, and one will have completed her very first year of high school. It takes me back, I think back to when our girls were little, and and people would say, the days are long, but the years are short. Okay, so funny story. I don't go to the grocery store very often because in our home, Steve is actually the grocery shopper. But when I do, I often have this really strange experience. I have this experience where I find myself instinctively wanting to pull my car into the parking spot that's assigned for parents with babies and toddlers. And then it's almost like I have to abruptly remind myself that it's actually been way over a decade since I've qualified for that parking spot. And so all of that to say, It's actually true. The cliche is actually true. The years do fly by. Okay, maybe not at first, but after a while, you lose track of time and the years fly by. Now, as I think about how different our family will be a year from now, I mean, I'm super, super grateful. I'm loving this season of life. And if I'm honest, sometimes I feel a bit panicky. I mean, I start to wonder how I prepared my girls. The years went by so fast. Have I prepared them for the real world? Are there more lessons that I need to be sharing? Is there wisdom that I need to gain so that then I can impart? I wonder, are there more books that I should be reading? I guess at the heart of it, I begin to wonder, was I a good enough mom? Now, here at Southridge, we often talk about how parents are the spiritual champions. Now, to be a champion means to protect, it means to fight for something. And to be the spiritual champion in the life of your child or teenager, it means that you want this for them more than anything else. It means that you're fighting and working so, so hard to make sure that your kids know God. It means that you're fighting to make sure that they're growing in their life of faith. It means that you're fighting to make sure that they're pursuing a life that's fully devoted to Christ, to love God into the next generation. Now, if you were with us last week, you'll remember that Michael reminded us that parents and caregivers, that parents and caregivers are the primary influence when it comes to our kids' spiritual future, and that the very best way to invest in our kids so that it will go well with them, so that they will experience the abundance and the fullness and the blessing of God, is to be sure that we are loving God, that we are loving God with our whole hearts and loving our neighbors as ourselves. And so while I am totally clear that I am the primary spiritual influence in my home, and I know that that role begins with me nurturing my relationship with God, my spiritual growth, at the same time, the role of being a parent, it can be overwhelming at times. It can be so vulnerable. And I know that when I have found myself in parenting seasons that are difficult, it can actually feel lonely. Now, Here's the really good news. As a church family, we want to come alongside parents. We wanna come alongside parents and caregivers, and we wanna provide support. In fact, one of the main reasons our church exists is to partner with parents, to partner with caregivers, in raising the next generation. This matters to us so much. As a church, We take this role seriously because of how Jesus challenges us to think about children. As we read in Mark 10, the people brought children to Jesus, hoping he might touch them. The disciples shooed them off, but Jesus was irate and let them know it. Don't push these children away. Don't ever get between them and me. These children are at the very center of life in the kingdom. Mark this, unless you accept God's kingdom and the simplicity of a child, you'll never get in. Then gathering the children in his arms, he laid his hands of blessing on them. As you can see, Jesus had a very high opinion of kids. And this passage of scripture, it teaches us that children and youth are at the very center of kingdom life. And as a church, we don't want to miss this. We want to say yes to what God cares about. And if children and youth are at the very center of kingdom life, then we want to do everything we can to support them, especially by supporting the ones who are raising kids, because we know what a massive responsibility, what a daunting task it is. You may have noticed that it was Jesus' own disciples who shooed the kids off. They thought the kids were getting in the way of real ministry. And in that, they completely missed the point. Now, it's easy to look back and be hard on the disciples as if we might have acted differently, and yet if we're honest, we can also be guilty of shooing kids off, of not taking our responsibility for their spirituality seriously. I mean, it can be true in the church, when people treat kids' ministry with anything less than the full energy and excellence that we pour into adult programming. We can be guilty of preventing the children from coming to Jesus when ministries and volunteers are content with finding warm bodies to lead our kids spiritually, rather than people who are passionate for kids and their love for Jesus. It can also be true in our families. When we treat our kids' spiritual growth with less urgency than we do with maybe their their sports or their piano lessons. Or when we treat it as though it's someone else's responsibility. Or when we treat Raya or Current like it's one more activity to fill up an evening and keep them out of trouble. And so maybe it's not just the disciples that need a wake-up call. Maybe it's us, too. I mean, kids and youth, they make up approximately 30% of this church community. And we believe the church has a responsibility to welcome and embrace every kid and every teenager as if we were welcoming Jesus himself. If there's one thing Jesus modeled for us clearly, it was that people who follow him need to welcome kids, to keep them front and center in the community, to bring them to Jesus instead of getting in the way of their life with God. Now, what about for those of you who are not parents or caregivers, or maybe you have kids, but they're they're now adults? Well, because children are at the very center of kingdom life, coming alongside parents as they raise their kids to know and love God is a role that needs to matter to all of us, especially when we read this, Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12, two are better than one because a good return comes when two work together. If one of them falls, the other can help him up. But who will help the pitiful person who falls down alone? In the same way, if two lie down together, they can keep each other warm. But how will the one who sleeps alone stay warm against the night? And if one person is vulnerable to attack, two can drive the attacker away. As the saying goes, a rope made of three strands is not quickly broken. This passage teaches us that we need the encouragement and support of one another to help each other when we lose our way and to encourage one another when we feel alone. And not only do we want to support and encourage those who are parenting the next generation, we also want to build relationships with the next generation. Can you think back to when you were a kid or a teenager? All of us were once kids and hopefully we had adults who invested in our lives Can you think of who that person was for you? Now, we have an invitation to give back. We have an invitation to play a role in nurturing the love for God of the next generation. This is a legacy that we get to leave and be a part of. It's how we participate in and advance God's kingdom here on earth. We know that kids and youth matter deeply to Jesus. We know they're at the center of kingdom life. We know this needs to matter to all of us because while parents are the spiritual champions, we are better together. And so we want to come alongside parents and caregivers in this extremely important role. Family ministry exists for one reason. And that's to make spiritual progress in kids and youth. And we do that in three ways. We do it through our our zero to 18 comprehensive strategy. We do it by inviting kids and youth into a lifestyle of full devotion, inspiration, connection, and action. And we do it by partnering with the ones who have the primary influence. The parents, the caregivers, the guardians. And today I want to take some time to outline and unpack exactly what it looks like for parents to partner with us. Now, the most immediate way for you to partner with us is by engaging your kids through our Sunday morning programs. That's for Little Lights, Preschool, m and Elementary, and Riot Junior High. Now, during COVID, all of our Sunday morning curriculum has lived on our website, and of course, we are so looking forward to providing Sunday morning programming face-to-face. Now, on our website, along with the curriculum that's there right now, you're gonna see a link for parent ParentQ sheets and these are follow-up activities and questions that you can engage in with your kids to unpack the weekly lesson. You're also gonna see a parent ParentQ app. You can download this app, you can customize it. It will let you know exactly how many weeks you have left with your kids before you launch them into adulthood. It helps you break down the overwhelming task of parenting and make the most of each week. It gives you prompts to initiate meaningful conversations. On our website, you can also access Right Now Media. There are tons of parenting courses and Bible studies that you can engage in, as well as great material for your kids and youth. During COVID, we've made subscription boxes available to our kids in Little Lights and MS. and And you can sign up for these boxes, which are customized to the ages of your kids. They're completely free. And the activity, activities in these boxes are meant to equip parents and keep the conversation going. All of these resources are made available to help parents make a spiritual investment in your kids. And it's absolutely essential that I also share with you how you can relationally partner with us. We don't want to just offer kids and youth things to do and attend. We want to invite them, and equally importantly, you as parents, into relationship with us with them and with God. And as we are preparing to reopen on Sunday mornings, we are building teams of leaders who aren't just interested in showing up on Sunday mornings to perform a task. We are building teams of leaders who jump out of bed at the chance to meet with a consistent group of kids to know their names and who their friends are and if they have a pet and what's good in their lives and hard in their lives and who their family is. The kind of leaders whose heart is to develop an active partnership with you as parents. And so we're inviting parents and caregivers to respond to that invitation. Let us come alongside you. Get to know your child, your youth small group leader. Get their cell phone number. Text them when you need prayer. Let them know what's going on in your child's life so that they can have and you can have the best impact and influence possible. When you pick up your kids, ask them if there's anything that you could follow up with your child about out of, the le- out of the lesson or the small group time. It's a partnership. And so when we say the church wants to partner with you, we're not talking about programs and resources, even though these matter. We're talking about real people, small group leaders, develop, developing a partnership with parents. And parents, I urge you, don't miss a Sunday. And when you leave, debrief the Sunday experience with your kids, have spiritual conversations throughout the week in response to what your kids are learning, read the Bible passages that your kids are learning about, engage as a family in the spiritual practices that are available on our website, and sign up for the reminders on our Southridge app. If you have kids who are in riot and current, I want to encourage you to encourage them to stay connected to their life groups and to their life group leader. Parents, be creative and consistent and how you can keep bringing the conversation back to Jesus all throughout the week. Like Mike said last week, use the tools we provide to keep the conversations ongoing, proactively, reactively, creatively, over dinner, on car rides, at bedtime, and so on. Now, I began by telling you that one of my girls is a year away from graduating from university and how time flies. And I've been reflecting on this because this summer, it's been 20 years since Steve and I made Southridge our home church. We came to what was then Fairview Louth. It was the summer of 2001. Grace was two years old and I was very pregnant with Eva. Actually, here's a blast from the past. This is a photo of us from the church directory at the time. It was taken a few months later when Eva was just born. We chose back then to make this our church family because of what it would mean for our family. Steve and I were committed to loving God with our whole lives and we wanted that for our kids. Parenting was new to us. We knew how human we were and we knew that we needed a village. It was one thing for us to follow Jesus and a whole other responsibility for us to raise our kids to love God. Now, I could talk and I often do about all of my kids, but for the sake of this talk, I wanna share a story with you about grace that two-year-old little girl who joined this church family with us 20 years ago. A few years back, after Grace graduated from high school, Grace took a gap year and participated in a program called Out of Town, which began in Winnipeg and took her all over Western Canada and even landed her in Guatemala for a few months to learn Spanish and live with a family there. I'll never forget that September day when Steve and I took Grace to the airport to send her off to out of town. It was such a vulnerable experience. We were like, will she be okay? Did we prepare her for this? Did we model the kind of faith that she will want to choose? Well, I'm happy to say that she not only survived the out of town experience, but she thrived. She grew in her love for God. She made amazing friends. She came home with a fiery passion for justice and the environment. And truthfully, she's been challenging us ever since. As Grace gets ready to dive into her final year of university, she has very much become her own person and very much has her own faith. And one of the gifts of the pandemic is that she has spent most of her third year of university home with us instead of in Waterloo. And it's given me the opportunity to see up close who she is and to watch who she is becoming and I've watched her through the dark and winter days of the pandemic faithfully bundle up each week for an outdoor visit with my parents to lift their spirits. She began cooking vegetarian meals for the protesters at Lamback Lane. She taught herself how to make sourdough bread to bless friends and family. She gave generously of her resources and advocated hard for the environment. She even jumped in to lead a girls' current life group because they needed a the leader. Grace is now leading our greenhouse project in Welland to grow vegetables for Harvest Kitchen and teaching gardening to the participants. Now, for sure, Steve and I have made lots of mistakes, and we haven't always gotten it right when it comes to parenting, and our girls will be the first to tell you this. But we have made it a priority to pursue a life of loving God as we partnered with this local church. And these days, as I've reflected, I've had the opportunity to see up close the impact of this village on Grace's life— the Sunday school teachers, the youth leaders, the brave leaders who have poured into her over the years, people like you who have welcomed her into our church family and given her opportunities to be known and seen, to grow, to lead, to find out who she is and what she's passionate about. Sometimes in the day in and day out grind of parenting, we don't know and we don't see how God is at work. And I guess what I want to share with you is that God is faithful and at work, even when we don't get to see it and we sure can't do it alone. I'm so glad that I leaned into this local church to partner with me and Steve as we raised our girls. We needed this village, and we still do. Parents, I plead with you. Take us up on the opportunity to partner with you. Let's be the church together as we invite the next generation to love God with us, as we love God into the next generation. Would you pray with me? God, we are so grateful for the incredibly high value that you place on kids and youth. Thank you for the ways that they are absolutely central to kingdom life. And God, for the opportunities that all of us have to um, play a role in shaping the faith of the next generation. We want to pray for the parents in our community and for just the incredibly important role they have as spiritual champions. And God, would you show us and help us and empower us and lead us to come alongside them so that together we might raise a generation to know and love you. God, may this be our legacy, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.